1: like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring
2: professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. I was sitting in the lounge watching TV. It was a typical Saturday afternoon in our house, and even though I complained to mom sometimes about being bored, the truth is, I liked spending time with my mom. I guess the reason we were so close is because I had never really known my dad. He had disappeared one day when I was about five years old. It had been more than ten years since we had seen him, and we never heard from him again. Suddenly, I heard the sound of someone hammering on the front door.
1: Go answer that for me, will you, Jake?
2: Aw, Mom, I'm in the middle of a program.
1: Jake, come on. I'm busy here.
2: I opened the door. When I saw who was standing there, I screamed. Dad! Hello, Jake! What? I
0: mean, how? I mean... Well, aren't you going to invite me in?
2: I opened the door and my dad walked past me and into the kitchen. Crash! I heard the sound of a plate smashing on the floor and then my mom shrieking.
1: Oh my god! Darling, you're back!
2: But before I go on, make sure you like and subscribe and hit that notification bell if you want a chance to earn a billion dollars too. When I walked into the kitchen, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. My mom was hugging my dad and her face was beaming with delight. Where have you been for the last 10 years? You just upped and left without a word? Who does that?
1: That doesn't matter now, Jake. Just be happy that your dad is home.
2: You might be able to forgive and forget easily, but I want an explanation. Jake's right. Sit
0: down, both of you. I will
2: explain everything. My dad told us how he had gone to Mexico on a business trip. But when he got there, he had been framed for a
0: crime he didn't commit. I've spent the last ten years in jail. I had no way to contact you, to let you know what had happened.
2: So you want us to believe that they wouldn't even let you make a phone call? Nothing?
0: To let us know where you were? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You have no idea what it's like in a Mexican jail. I had no rights.
1: Oh, darling. It must have been awful for you. But at least you're at home now.
0: Yes, as soon as they let me out, I came straight here.
1: I
2: just want to be with you and Jake. I looked at my mom incredulously. Well, she might believe his story, but I was still suspicious. I didn't want to upset mom though, especially as she looked so happy to have dad back, so I decided to let it go. Anyway, it's good to have you home dad.
0: It's good to be home son.
2: When I went to school on Monday, I couldn't wait to find my best friend Tom and tell him what had happened. You're not going to believe it, my dad is home. What?
0: Oh my god, you haven't seen him since you were five.
2: I know, it's
0: crazy, isn't it? Did he tell you why he hasn't contacted you before now?
2: Oh, he came up with some story about being in jail in Mexico, but I don't know whether to believe him or not.
0: Well, that's not something he'd make up, surely.
2: I don't know, bro. I just think it's a bit suspicious, you know?
0: Do you think your dad realizes you don't believe his story?
2: Probably. I've been giving him the cold shoulder ever since he arrived.
0: Well, I think you should stop being so suspicious and just be happy he is back.
2: I guess you're right. After my conversation with Tom, I decided I would give my dad the benefit of the doubt and just get on with making up for lost time. Once I let my suspicions go, I began to really enjoy having my dad home again. It was nice having someone to talk about sports with and watch horror movies with. Mom hated that kind of stuff, so I rarely got to do it.
0: Hey, it's your birthday soon, isn't it, Jake? We should do something special. Just the two of us. That would be great, Dad. What do you have in mind? I don't know, maybe go watch a baseball game or something? Yes, I'd really like that. Okay, leave it to me. I'll get us some tickets. My birthday arrived,
2: and as promised, Dad got us tickets to see a game. We were just about to leave the house when Mom came flying down the stairs.
1: Wait, wait! Before you go, I have a present for you.
2: She handed me a small box. I opened it up. Wow, Mom, that's really nice. Thank you. It was a necklace with the charm of a star on it.
1: Put it on! Put it on now.
2: Ah, okay, okay, mom.
1: You must wear it all the time. Every day. All right?
2: I had no idea why my mom was being so insistent, but I agreed to wear it all the time. I had so much fun at the game with dad. That was the best birthday ever. I'm glad you enjoyed it. My dad had slipped back into our lives as though he had never been away. I was really happy to have him back and stopped being suspicious of him. Until one day, something really weird happened. So, I was in math class, and Mr. Healy was droning on about algebra. I happened to look out of the window, and I got the shock of my life. What on earth is my dad doing creeping around the school grounds? He looked like he was trying to avoid being seen. But why would he do that? As soon as I got home, I went and confronted him.
0: What were you doing at my school today? What are you talking about, Jake? I saw you. You were creeping around the school grounds. You must have been mistaken, Jake. I didn't go to your school today. I was really
2: confused. I thought for sure that it had been my dad. I guess it must have been someone else. He sure did look like you, though. Well, they do say everyone has a twin somewhere. (laughs) I still felt a bit puzzled, but I had other things to worry about. Like, what was I going to write about for my school essay? My teacher had given us a task to do for homework we had to write an essay. It could be on any subject. I'd been racking my brains trying to come up with a good idea. Then it came to me. I know what I'll write about. I'll write about the history of my school. My school had been on that site for a very long time. I bet I could find out lots about how it was first built and its history. I started to do my research and it didn't take me long to find lots of information. I spent the next two hours scribbling away. Finally, the essay was finished. I put down my pen and went downstairs to get a drink. When I got back to my room, I was surprised to see that my dad was sitting at my desk and reading my essay. What's up, dad? My dad jumped up, startled. Oh, uh,
0: uh, hi there, Jake, uh, I didn't see you there.
2: I wondered why he was acting so weird, all fidgety and nervous. Is everything all right, dad?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I just remembered, I I have to do something downstairs.
2: He walked out of my room, without saying another word. What was that all about? And as if what happened then wasn't strange enough, the next morning, things got even weirder. I had packed my essay in my school bag with all my books and put it by the front door, while I went to give my mom a kiss goodbye. But when I walked back out of the kitchen, I saw my dad was searching through my school bag.
0: Hey, Dad! Oh, hey, son. I'm just, uh, I packed you an extra oatmeal bar for lunch. Don't want you going hungry.
2: Thanks. When I got to class, my teacher was already there. Just put your essay on my table and take a seat. I opened my bag and began to search for my essay. It was missing. I know I put it in there.
1: Jake, why didn't you complete your essay?
2: I did, miss. I know I put it in my bag, but now it's not there. I could tell that she didn't believe me.
1: Come on, Jake. You need to do better. You have until the end of the day to get your completed essay to me.
2: Sorry, miss. I sat down at my desk and went over and over in my head what I had done that morning. I know I packed my essay. I wonder if my dad might have taken it by accident when he was putting the oatmeal bar in for me. At lunch break, I decided that I would give my dad a call to see if he had seen my essay. Maybe he'll be able to bring it to school for me. I went to my locker and took out my phone. I punched in dad's number and waited to hear it ringing. Wait a minute, that's dad's phone. I could hear the sound of my dad's phone ringing and it appeared to be coming from the vent next to my locker. Why would my dad's phone be inside the vent? I decided I would do some investigating. I pulled off the vent cover and climbed inside. I followed the sound of it ringing. I hadn't gone very far when I suddenly found myself in some sort of cave. And what was even more shocking, I wasn't alone. Dad! Standing before me was my dad, wearing climbing gear and carrying a torch and a bag in one hand. In his other hand, I could see he had a hold of
0: my essay. What's going on? Why have you got my essay?
2: My dad gave a sigh and began to explain.
0: This essay of yours is worth a billion dollars. What are you talking about? You're not making sense. Allow me to explain, son. Under this school is a secret treasure. There's been rumors of it, but no real clue as to where it might be. But in your essay, you wrote that the school was founded by someone called Subterra.
2: So what's that got to do with it?
0: Subterra means underground in Latin. I thought that it might be a clue as to where the treasure was, so I decided to do some exploring. That's when I found this cave. But there's no treasure here. There might be. We just need to look for it. Come on, you're going to help me, aren't you? I was a bit
2: hesitant at first, but finally I told Dad I would help him look. We began to look around the cave, trying to see any sign of where something could be hidden. Then I saw it. It was a rock on the floor. Something about it looked fake. I went over and pushed against it. Sure enough, it moved easily, revealing a trap door underneath it. Over here, Dad. As soon as my dad saw the trap door, he opened it up. You will never believe
0: what was behind it. A huge diamond. That's it, Jake. That's it. What is it? It's only one of the most valuable and rare diamonds in the world. It's worth a billion dollars easily.
2: I picked up the diamond and looked at it, but suddenly a thought flashed across my mind. Dad, I have to ask you something, and I want you to tell me the truth. Huh? What about? Is all this stuff about you being in jail really true?
0: Yes, of course it is.
2: And you came back for me and mom, right? Not the treasure? My dad seemed hesitant. If you don't tell me the truth, I will smash this diamond right here, right now.
0: Okay, okay, I haven't been completely honest. I I never went to jail. I spent the last ten years in Mexico, yes, but not in jail. I've been leading an organization that specializes in finding and, well, stealing treasure. I'd heard rumors of the treasure at this school, and since you and your mom were here too, well, it's a win-win situation, right?
2: I was so hurt when I heard what he said, and angry too. We trusted you.
0: You only came back for the treasure. How could you?
2: But my dad didn't seem to care how I felt. He just shrugged his
0: shoulders. Come on, Jake. Don't be silly. We can sell the diamond and split the profit between us. You just need to keep quiet about it.
2: And what if I say no?
0: Well, that wouldn't be a good idea. If you did that, I'd have to get rid of you.
2: I could see by his face that he meant it. And I could use the money to help my mom. So I agreed to split it with him.
0: Good boy, you've made the right decision. Now come on, let's get out of here.
2: Dad and I made our way back out of the cave and through the vent. We had just got back into the school building when all of a sudden alarms started ringing. Quick, we have to get out of here. Follow me. I ran after my dad, down the corridor to the entrance of the school. But as we were about to leave the building, we were suddenly surrounded by police.
1: You're under arrest. We know you have
0: stolen the diamond. It was him. I didn't have anything to do with it.
2: I couldn't believe it. My dad was laying all the blame on me? How can he betray me like this? With his word against mine, I was probably going to end up in jail. Suddenly I saw my mom appearing from behind the police. Her face looked grim, like she already knew what had happened.
1: I have all the evidence you will need here.
2: In her hand, she was holding a USB stick.
1: This is a recording of my husband's conversation with my son. In it, he admits to leading an organization in Mexico for stealing treasure.
2: How on earth did you get that, mom? She pointed at my necklace.
1: I didn't trust your dad right from the start, so I put a recording device into the star on your necklace. I felt sure that sooner or later, he would reveal the truth to you.
2: But I thought you believed his story.
1: I'm sorry. I should have been honest with you, but I just wanted to find out the truth. Can you forgive me?
2: Of course I can. Anyway, he's getting his karma now. Mom and I watched as the police handcuffed my dad and led him away. He was arrested and put into jail for a long time. I'm glad now me and Mom can finally live our lives
3: in peace. When I was nine, my parents made me work for my food. They said I was eating too much that they had to take another mortgage on the house. When I graduated middle school, they told me I had to start paying rent. Because like they said, tuition was expensive and I needed to pay them back for it. We weren't even poor. My stepmom was loaded. They put me to work in my uncle's bricklaying business. Not exactly a light job for a tiny teenager. But I did it anyway. I just wanted to make money. And every time I did, I would keep some for myself. My name's James. And I'm just a regular dude trying to get through high school. I planned to use what money I had saved up to get freedom as soon as I graduated. I wanted to move out of my stepmom and dad's house, so they could no longer tell me what to do. The problem was, I didn't account for life happening, and all the random problems and opportunities it can bring. It all started when we were on a class trip to some modern art museum. The only reason we were able to go to such a fancy place was because one of our classmate's dad owned it. Unfortunately, while the class was leaving, I saw Jonas trip over the carpet and slam into one of the pillars that held a very expensive-looking glass. I would have laughed. See, Jonas was a bit of a rival of mine. We've always gone after the same girls. I always wanted to be cooler than the other, and seeing my rival do a tumble would have been hilarious only that I saw the vase tumbling down with him, and I knew we'd all be in trouble. I tried to catch it, but I was too late. Jonas fell, caught the vase, and crashed it as he rolled on the floor. It was broken into a thousand pieces. Luckily, there were no alarms, but we were both panicking. Any moment, someone might walk in. I put aside our rivalry and told him I would help him. Quick, uh, hand me those pieces! Wha huh Hand me those pieces so I can hide them! I'll cover for you! I'll tell them we didn't see anything! We have to get out of here, now! I gathered every little piece I could find and put it in my bag. But then, that very same moment, the owner of the museum appeared. Behind him was our classmate, Carol. She was shocked when she saw me holding the broken pieces of the vase. I tried to explain, but Jonas blurted out immediately, "'It was him! He was going to hide it, too! "'I told him not to hide any of it, but he didn't want to get into trouble! "'And with just that one statement, I was found guilty. "'They didn't even need to investigate it. "'After all, they caught me red-handed. "'The very next day, my parents were called in by the principal, "'and I got a world of hurt. "'Carol's dad demanded that we pay for the damages. "'I wanted to tell them all that it was Jonas.' But who would believe me? I was the one holding the broken pieces when they...
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more.
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals
2: like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
3: You found me. That night, Mom and Dad berated me for a solid two hours. How dare you get us into this much trouble? Do you know how long it will take me and your mother to pay back $50,000? Mom, Dad, it, it wasn't me. Stop lying! Now go upstairs and think about what you did. Just for this, you won't get any birthday or Christmas presents. As if I ever got any in the first place. If I said that out loud, I would have gotten grounded for ages. My parents forced me to hand over every penny I made, seeing I needed to pay for the broken vase myself. I got depressed. I was really looking forward to being out of the house as soon as possible. That was when. Carol approached me at school. What's wrong, James? You seem down these past few days. Oh, besides the fact that I owe your dad 50 grand? Not much. My parents are working me twice as hard now. They refuse to pay for it. I'm sorry. I tried to ask my dad to let you off the hook, but he never listens to me. I wish anyone would have listened to me. It was Jonas who broke it. You know what? I might just have a solution. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That intrigued me. So I asked what Carol had in mind. My dad's been trying to get me to marry this douche. We've known each other since we were four. Our families arranged for us to be engaged when I turned 16, and we would get married the moment I turned 18. I don't want to go through with it, but my dad never listens, and my fiancé is awful. Plus, he's like 10 years older. I haven't even seen him in years. So, what do you want me to do about it? Meet me at the Red Ribbon Diner at 5 tomorrow. Tell your parents you'll be gone for the week. Tell them you're going to go to a friend's party to kick off the summer holidays or something. I dressed as nicely as I could, not knowing what we'd be up to. I brought a change of clothes, and as soon as I got there, Carol handed me a thick envelope. And when I looked into it, my jaw dropped. There must have been at least ten thousand bucks in there. (laughs) What the? That's just for this weekend. I'll give you double that if we pull this off. Carol drove us to a villa by the sea. It was huge and extravagant. I'd never been in a house that expensive. She told me I was going to stay there for the summer, and given that my parents didn't care where I was, I said yes. She told me she needed my help. Her parents were going to arrive in the neighboring villa soon, and that I would pretend to be her boyfriend for the whole summer, just to annoy her family and her billionaire fiancé. And if we got the fiancé to call the wedding off, she'd pay me forty grand more. That would take my money up to sixty. Enough to pay her dad and to have a bit of change for me to leave home. I acted like the biggest douche there ever was. When we went to meet her family, her dad was so red. He'd think he was about to blow steam out of his ears. The fiancé was taken aback by the fact that her fiancé had a boyfriend. And I put on the best performance of my life. I talked nonstop about myself. I would keep kissing Carol in front of everyone. Carol bought me expensive clothes and the tackiest watches, and jewelry, and I wore them all. I spit at the table, I made gross noises while having dinner with her family, and best of all, when I told her I love her, I'd look straight in her fiancé's eyes and wink at him, rubbing it in his face that his girl was mine. That dinner ended in chaos. The fiancé, humiliated by all that, threw his glass on the floor. I don't know what you're playing at, Mr... Egging man. But your daughter clearly has no intent to be faithful to me. I'm calling off the wedding. My father will hear about this disrespect. The merger between our companies is done. I never want to see you or your daughter ever again. He left in a huff, throwing a tantrum like a baby, and Carol's dad's face was unexplainable. Her mom was almost in tears at how horrible I was behaving at the dinner table and her brothers and sisters were all taking videos of the whole thing. Please, Carol, I give up. Please, break up with this oaf! I'm begging you, Tate. anyone, anyone but him! I went home after the summer, 60000 richer. Yep, her dad let me off the hook just so I would leave his daughter alone, and I gotta keep all the money from Carol. The problem was, my stepmom found the wad of cash when she was cleaning my room, and I had to fess up to her. I thought she would scream at me. Instead, she had a mischievous glint in her eyes. You know, I've been asking your dad for a trip to the Bahamas for ages, but he never budges. So, here's my plan. My stepmom wanted me to start dating my stepsister. In her mind, if I did something so grotesque, she could convince Dad to give her anything if she put a stop to it. I said yes, of course, given that she was prepared to offer me ten grand, and just to get her off my back. Unfortunately, when Dad found out, it wasn't the result we were hoping for. He threw me out of the house, and my stepmom didn't pay me. But that summer, I found out there was a niche in the market I could fill. So, I started my very own Rent-A-Boyfriend agency. At first, it was just me. I would go out on dates with lonely girls or girls who had to go to events and needed an arm candy. I made so much money, I even got to pay for college. That was when my business really boomed. My dorm mates found out what I was doing and they wanted in, and I hired them. They paid me 10% of their earnings. Valentine's and Christmas were our busiest times. On my senior year, my company took in a hundred grand in profit during Valentine's Day alone. But that year, we almost shut down. Because guess what? Remember Jonas? My rival? Well, he's been stalking me. And now he works in the same business. Once again, we were rivals. He tried to spread rumors about my company, telling everyone I stole his idea. Jonas was a smooth talker, and a lot of people believed him so I had to take him down. I sneaked into his offices one night, and with the help of my guys, we hacked his computer and downloaded his entire client list. That night, I sent them 50% off coupons for my company, and once they'd experienced how our services were much better and that i taught my guys how to listen and act like the perfect gentleman, they switched to us entirely. Jonas's company went into the ground. It was around that time that Carol came back into my life. I looked for you at your old house. They said you haven't been there in years. Oh. Yeah. What brings you all the way here? Well, I heard you run a business now. I'm finally free of my dad, by the way. I was wondering if you'd do one last job for me. What is it? For you? Anything. Free of charge. See... I was wondering if you'd pretend to be my boyfriend again. (laughs) Of course! But this time, forever. So now, Carol and I are married. And I don't go out to clients anymore. I only run the business. As was our deal, Carol is now my one and only client. I'm David. I've always worked hard. As a kid, I did paper routes, opened lemonade stands, and mowed our neighbor's lawns to help my parents with money. I was 12 when I lost them. That was when I had to move in with my granny. She was the only family I had left, and she had an even harder time making sure we didn't starve. She was old and was long retired, so sometimes we would go days without water or electricity because we couldn't afford to pay the bills. Meals on Wheels was awesome because they would bring granny a couple meals every day. Unfortunately, I wasn't entitled to one, but granny would always split the meal between us. It always made me cry how she would give me most of it. I promised her I would work hard so we would never have to be hungry ever again. And that's what I just did. I worked three jobs as soon as I was in high school. I was doing a shift at the ice cream shop when I got the call that Granny was rushed to the hospital. And I never saw her again. She left me the house in her will. I guess living a life where money could have made a huge difference taught me to be generous and to work harder than anyone else. And that's why I promised myself when I had my own family, I would work to give them everything they needed. I was generous to my friends, and I was very generous to my girlfriend. Her name's Sally, and we met at the pizzeria I used to work at. I was closing up, and she slipped in just a few seconds before I closed the door. I never liked when people do that. But Sally... (laughs) Sally was pretty and funny and... Very persuasive. So I made her a pepperoni like she asked. And from that moment on, she was my girl. I loved being with her. The only thing that got in the way was my best friend, Ruby. Sally didn't like her at all. Pretty sure she's jealous of how close we are. Where have you been, babe? I've been calling you for hours. I was at Ruby's. I told you I'd be at Ruby's. Then why won't you text me? Because my phone died because you kept calling me every hour. I swear, one of these days, I will find out what you guys do at Ruby's house. The same thing we do and have done every week, even before I met you. The boys and I like to hang there to play D&D. Remember, I invited you to one and you said it was gross and dorky and you never want to go again. Whatever. I don't like how she looks at you. I keep telling her she has nothing to worry about. But every time Ruby and Sally's paths crossed, I swear, Sally would look like she's about to throw down. I mean, I get why she was insecure. Ruby was very, very pretty. Way prettier and way funnier and way more interesting than Sally. But the thing was, we were really just best friends. She was one of the boys, and she was like a little sister to me. Not like I don't show Sally enough how much I loved her. I gave her six out of seven days in the week. I drove to her whenever she needed me. I picked her up and dropped her off to work. And whatever she wanted to get, I would buy for her. That was mainly why Ruby didn't like Sally. You realize she's taking advantage of you, right? (laughs) What do you mean? She's treating you like an ATM, an Uber driver, and a servant. All rolled up in one convenient package. She doesn't love you. She's using you. It's not like that. Oh, yeah? Has she ever bought you anything? Even something as small as a coffee? No. But, no buts. She's using you, and you need to wake up. I didn't want to believe her, but I did get curious. But the moment I brought up the subject with Sally, she blew up on me. She slapped me and ran out of the house and didn't speak to me for a week. When she did talk to me again, it was only because I had bought her the ring she'd been wanting me to buy for her for months. So... I guess I kinda saw Ruby's point. After that fight, Sally became even more forceful with the things she wanted me to spend my money on. If I didn't bring her a gift on every date, she would sulk and when we passed by a car lot, she went absolutely bonkers when she saw a pristine white G-Wagon there. Please, please, can we get it? We can sell your old car and share this one, please? I promise I'll be a good girl. I'll even drive you for a change. Wow, she was offering to do something for me? She must really want that car. Nevertheless, I couldn't afford it yet, so I told her I would think about it. Sally threw a tantrum. She didn't talk to me for two weeks. She blocked me everywhere. But then she'd unblock me again, and she would send me texts saying it was because of Ruby. "'You're leaving me for her, aren't you? You haven't even given me flowers in ages. Why aren't you texting me back? Buy me the cart, or I'm leaving you!' She would send me these texts in the middle of the night, so of course I wouldn't be able to reply." Nevertheless, Sally still insisted that I was ignoring her on purpose. She came back to me because her car got impounded and she had no ride to and from work. That's kind of when I finally realized that my girlfriend was just using me for the things I could give her. So I promised myself one thing. I would become the man who could afford everything she ever wanted in life. I worked long nights and weekends. I took more workload than I ever had. I went to networking events and learned more about the business. I got promoted, and six months later, I got promoted again. I got named Employee of the Year, and Sally was right there with me, flaunting her newest dress and the shiny jewelry she bought with my money. But that night, I didn't go home to celebrate with her. I went to Ruby's, where all my real friends were, where the people who didn't just see me as a bank account were. That was when I finally broke down in front of Ruby. You were right. She... Sally's just using me. I don't want to say I told you so, but... I found her phone. While I was doing the laundry, she left it open on the bathroom sink. Wait, uh, where's this going? She has another boyfriend, Ruby! And she's been using my money to take him on dates. I cried on Ruby's shoulder that night. And surprisingly for both of us, we ended up kissing. I had trouble sleeping. I couldn't stop thinking about that night. When I kissed Ruby and she kissed me back, I thought I could never, ever find her attractive. And yet there I was. Spending time with Sally and only being able to think about Ruby. It didn't help that Sally was still insisting that I buy her the G-Wagon. Otherwise, she was going to leave me. I honestly wanted to work it out with her. I didn't want to be unfaithful, but Sally didn't do herself any favors. I told myself if I got the promotion I was hoping to get, that was going to set my plan into motion. That weekend, I got named VP of Sales. And the new position came with a hefty bonus. Suddenly, I could buy the G-Wagon, and then some. So Sally badgered me for it day and night, until one day, I finally said yes. I told her to meet me at a restaurant that was outside of town. It was a really fancy one, and I knew she would do anything to eat there. I didn't drive her, so she took an Uber. must have cost her a hundred bucks at least, because the place was really far into the countryside. Sally bought a new dress. She was wearing new earrings. She was dressed to the nines. She even had her hair and nails done. I was certain she used my card to buy all those. I checked, and I had the perfect plan that'll catch her off guard. Sally's eyes grew wide as saucers when she realized I'd gotten us the best seats in the house. We had our own private table in the garden, and there were two waiters that just stood there, only serving us. I ordered the most expensive dishes, the rarest of drinks, and after dinner, I told her to follow me. Just outside the garden, there was a huge thing covered in a red cloth. The waiters pulled the cloth off, and there in the middle of the garden was a pristine, pure white, G-Wagon trimmed in gold. Sally screamed. Oh. My. God! You got it! You got it for me! Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you! We should get married. I tingled the keys right in front of her, and she grabbed at them like the hungry, desperate little hyena that she was. Oh, oh, wait a sec. Not so fast. I closed my fist and raised my hand up so the key would be out of her reach. The car's not for you. What? For a second, I saw Sally's true colors show. But then she smiled sweetly again. Of... "'Of course, it's not just for me. It's for us! For both of us! Congratulations on your new promotion! We can finally get out of that old, dusty house of yours!' I smiled. "'You will, at the very least.' Sally's face went blank. Uh, "'Huh? What are you talking about?' "'Ever wondered why your boyfriend on the side never calls or texts you while we're together?' Sally couldn't speak. She had no idea I knew. I dialed her number using a burner phone I bought months ago. Her phone rang. She saw that it was the guy she was cheating with. She dropped her phone in shock. But, uh, Lance, uh, I met him. I spent a lot of time with him. How did you- I was Lance. Sally, I made him up. I knew you were using me and I had to find out for myself. The guy you'd been going on dates with is an actor I hired. His real name is Ken, and he's not into girls, so... Sally began to cry. But the car! My dream car! This date! Why would you do this? Car's not for you, sweetie. It's for me and my new girlfriend. And as I said that... The car door opened and out stepped Ruby, looking ten times more beautiful than ever, and sporting a huge diamond ring on her finger. By the way, the stuff you bought for today? I reported it as card fraud. Expect a call from the stores you got those from real soon. Pretty sure they'll want you to pay for all those. And, uh, you're gonna have to find a ride back home. Try the bus. At that... Ruby and I drove into the sunset, leaving Sally there, crying her eyes out